This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the code PUBLICSPEAKER3. Last Friday afternoon, I opened up my inbox to find yet another email with that big red exclamation point. I could feel my face heating up and turning red, just like that stupid exclamation point. And I wondered, who was sending me this email and what was so urgent on Friday at 4 p.m.? Did it really require an exclamation point? As I suspected, it wasn't an urgent email, at least not urgent for me. It was just another person annoying me by using that exclamation point for something that was urgent for them. Don't get me wrong, I do understand that some things require immediate attention, but 9 out of 10 times when someone includes that red exclamation mark, it really doesn't qualify. Can you tell this is one of my pet peeves? It turns out that one good thing did result from that not-so-urgent, urgent email. It gave me an idea. I thought I'd go through my email and write about the 10 most common ways people break the rules of email communication etiquette. So today I have for you a list, a top 10 list in David Letterman style. Here are the top 10 ways to annoy your colleagues with email. Number 10, read this just because I said so. I really hate when someone sends me a link with a short, vague note that says, I think you'll like this, or you should take a look at this. I never can understand why the sender just doesn't take another minute to explain why I should take a look or why I would like it. When I see an email like this, I usually just assume it's not worth my time and delete it, but that's gotten me into hot water. So if you want a colleague to read or to watch something, briefly explain in the email why they should take the time to look at it and do what you ask of them. Number nine, reply now, now, now. Please don't expect an immediate reply and then get mad if you don't get it. Please don't send me an instant message to tell me you just sent me an email that you want me to reply as soon as possible. For me, when I'm not responding to email, usually it's because I'm with a client or I'm working offline so that I don't get interrupted. If you have something that's urgent, then email isn't the best way to reach me. Please just use that anti-communication apparatus known as the phone. Number eight. Leave the subject line blank. The subject line is the most important part of the email. It's how the receiver will prioritize the message. When I get an email with no subject line, I'm always tempted to just send it to trash. But quite often, I'm forced to open it and read it before I can decide. And often it's just spam. Number seven, use a stale subject line. I have nothing against recycling except when it comes to email subject lines. I understand that one email will often spawn several different discussions, but if you change the topic being discussed, then update the subject line. Don't reuse the same one again. It just creates confusion for everyone. Number six, reply all. When you receive an email that's been sent to a large list, it's important to carefully consider if the entire list needs to see your reply. I often see this with congratulatory messages. The email says, we're so proud of Ricky and his latest accomplishment. And suddenly you have 30 replies saying, congrats, way to go, and so on. Before you hit reply all, think about whether everyone on the two line needs to see your answer. It would be more personal if you sent congratulations privately, or better yet, with a handwritten note. 
Number five, give my email to everyone you know. When you send a group email and include all the recipients on the to or the CC line, a whole group of people that I don't know now have my email. If you want to include me, then use the BCC function, that's the blind copy, to hide my address. And besides, when you get that email, who wants to scroll through all those names before you get to the message? Number four, send unsolicited jokes or information. I have some family members that will forward every piece of information they get in email to everyone they know. I do enjoy learning new things all the time, but please, please, please check the information on Snopes.com first before you send it to me. Snopes is just a website that can confirm or deny urban legends. It's always a good idea to check if what you're sending is true because hoax emails frequently contain viruses. My suggestion is just research them and then scan them before you forward anything. And if you don't have time for that, then don't send them. Number three, send first draft emails. I'm not quite sure why, but I often receive long stream of conscious emails from people. You know what I'm talking about. The kind that sounds like the person is talking impromptu and there's no breaks whatsoever. It's just the person writing whatever pops into their head without any regard to grammar, punctuation, or the theme. Don't get me wrong. This kind of writing can be very therapeutic and can help you flesh out your ideas. However, keep in mind it's a first draft and you shouldn't send that to anyone. If you need to write that way, that's fine, but edit, then edit again before you hit send. Also, be sure that your most important point is first, and the rest of your important points stand out. Take any necessary words out, add punctuation where it's needed. The clearer and more concise your email, the more likely it is that your recipients will read it, understand it, and most importantly, act on it. Number two, send a laundry list. Emails that cover too many topics can be confusing and hard to track later. If you can, try to keep your emails to one topic. If you need to cover a few things, keep them short and organized. Use bullet points and numbering to clearly call out the specific issues. If you've got more than four topics, it's probably better to send separate emails. And finally, the reason I started this list, number one, use red exclamation points for everything. Have you ever heard that phrase, your lack of planning is not my emergency? If you have a real emergency, call or get a hold of that person in person. If email really is your only option, start the subject line with urgent and then use clear words to convey the emergency. For example, urgent, client needs updated proposal by 5 p.m. today. Uh, there's so many ways to annoy your coworkers with email. And if that's your goal, I've given you plenty of ammunition. But if your goal is clear communication and productive work days, then think about your emails before you send them and try to avoid these 10 bad habits. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Hey, if you haven't joined my newsletter yet, you can get my top 10, top 10 tips bonus right now. Go to lisabmarshall.com for more information. I'm happy because the sponsor for this episode is Shutterstock.com and I use their product this week, I was preparing for my presentation today at the University of Pennsylvania. I was updating my Art of Speaking Science presentation, and I needed some new images. I like Shutterstock because their images are extremely affordable, and you don't have to pay for the different size images. Of course, they've got over 20 million high-stock photos, illustrations, and vectors, and they add new images every day, which is great because you can get some fresh stuff. For this project, I only needed just a couple of, of new images, and one in particular I needed was that of an audience, 
and I needed it in vertical orientation, and I also wanted it to match my logo colors. And that's one of the things I really like about Shutterstock. You can enter the orientation, and you can also enter the color in your search, and then it just gives you back results of what you're looking for. And that makes it so much faster to get the images done. For your next project, why don't you give Shutterstock a try, especially if you haven't checked it out. You can sign up for a new account, and it's easy. It's a free account. You don't even need to give them your credit card. You can search for new images, save them to a light box, and then when you're ready to make the purchase, you can just put in the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER3, and the new accounts will get 30% off any package. You have to use that code so they know I sent you. It's PUBLICSPEAKER3 at Shutterstock.com. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.